And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. We need truth in these last days. Amen? So many voices out there today. But we know that it's truth that's going to make us free. According to John chapter 8 verse 31, it says, If you be my disciples, then if you are, you're going to continue in my word. And as you continue in my word, something wonderful is going to happen. You're going to run into the truth of who you are in Christ, of who we are in Christ. And the Bible says after you run into truth, then automatically you're going to be free. Amen? Free. And so that's what we are here this morning to pursue truth. Let me say thank you to those who are looking. We appreciate you for looking. Thank you for those who called and encouraged me and said to stay the course because that's what we need to hear. Amen. And so I want to thank you so much. If you are looking, please call somebody. Tell them IOGM is online and we got a word from the Lord. Amen. Now, last week we continued discussing the need for a man or a woman to stand in the gap to help free our nation from the grip of the coronavirus pandemic. Amen. How many of you are getting like me? You're getting tired of seeing 18-wheeler refrigerated trucks full of dead bodies in Texas. How many of you are just getting, you're just getting irate and tired of it? Well, we can do something about it. Amen. We have the Lord. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, um, we, last week we investigated, and I want to just quickly review what we did last week. We investigated the restraining, the holding back power of God through intercessory prayer. You remember that? We said through intercessory prayer, through standing in the gap, the power of darkness can be withheld. Pestilence can be withheld. Amen. We also discussed in particular the necessary mindset and attitude of a true intercessor. How many of you would agree we need intercessors today? We need intercessors today. Amen. The real intercessors need to stand up now. I didn't get an amen, but I'll move along. I'll, I'll move on. Amen. Praise. How many of you know that every child of God was called to be an intercessor? First Peter 2 9 says that we are a royal priesthood. We are what? A royal priesthood offering sacrifices continually to God. A chosen generation, a peculiar people called of the darkness into his marvelous light. Anybody here called of the darkness into his marvelous light? Yes. Well, then if you are, you are peculiar people, a chosen generation. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory be to Jesus. But this morning, what I want to discuss is, I want to look at some of the tools, the tools used by some of these intercessors uh, uh, to experience an unprecedented move of God. Amen. I want to look at some of the tools that some of these intercessors used to experience an unprecedented move of God. You would agree we need an unprecedented move of God now. You would agree? Amen. Amen. So what I want to do this morning is I want to appeal to every Christian listening to me. If you are here this morning in the house and you're listening to me, if you are looking via Facebook or YouTube and you're here on the radio, I want you to listen to me. I have an appeal to make this morning. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Saints, you hear me very clearly. You hear me very clearly. This country needs to experience a demonstration of the power of God so that our land could be healed. Amen. We need to experience the power of God so our land could be healed. We need a healing from the Lord. And I'm not talking on, I'm talking about both save and unsaved because when an intercessor stands in the gap, he or she stands both for the saved and the unsaved. Are you with me, saints? Because God said, All souls are mine. So you stand in the gap for all souls. It is God's will that none should perish. Oh, hallelujah. So we need to experience a demonstration of the power of God so we can heal this. This nation needs healing. 
and not just, we thank God for the talk, but we need today, I'm going to submit a proposal that we all, I believe, should embrace. And just give us time and I guarantee, can I say guarantee? There is a way we say guarantee that when we are sure, we say guarantee. Not just guarantee, guarantee, amen? If we do the very same things the intercessors in the Bible did, then we'll get the same results they got. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Because it's not about an individual. It's about God. It's about following the instructions of God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, so brothers and sisters, I, as, as I said earlier on, I got a little, I got a little, uh, just, I just got tired. I just got a righteous indignation arose within me. And I said, it cannot be another New York repeat. With all these trucks piled up with dead bodies. We can do something about it. The United States of America need Christians indeed. Like Israel needed Daniel and Nehemiah. Let me say it again. The United States needs Christians indeed. Just like Israel needed Daniel and Nehemiah. Now we thank God for the directives of the CDC. We thank God for that. Amen. We thank God for those who are pursuing the development of a vaccine. Since, let me encourage you, wear your mask, wash your hands, keep your distance. But I, I'm telling you, our help comes from the Lord. Are you with me? You got to know that your help comes from the Lord. After we've exhausted all, after we have exhausted all our natural and physical effort. I heard Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6 it says, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. If this, one, this, one, this pandemic can die, but it's not going to be through human effort. We can do what we can, but we got to remember it's not by might. Not by power, <laughs> but by the Spirit. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Since <laughs> mm. we who are the chosen, we have a part to play. We have a part to play. And this is what I came here to discuss this morning. I came here to raise the Lion of Judah, awaken the Lion of Judah that's in us. I came here to raise or to awaken the wolf that's in Benjamin, the Lion that's in Judah. That's what I came here. I came here on assignment. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Why? Because the destiny of this country is at stake. It is at stake. <laughs> so what I want to tell you is consider this sermon a clarion call to action for the Christians to do what is right for the greater good of this country. Amen. Let me share with you a quote from President Roosevelt. I was studying last night. And I just think the Lord dropped this in my, in my spirit. President Kennedy, sorry, President Kennedy said this. He said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The country needs Christians now. And I'm happy that you ask because I'm about to tell you what we can do. <laughs> Amen. We are not just sitting there helpless. Amen. So we're all asking, what can we do? I got an answer from the Lord. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. I got a, we got an answer from the Lord. The, con, the destiny of this country is at stake. And I want you to consider this sermon. Look, it's like God shouting to you and I saying, look, we got to do something. I had to turn off CNN, Fox, and, and CBS many times this week. I'm heartbroken. Let me give you a second quote by President Roosevelt. Listen, he said, he said this, he said, to some generations, much is given. He said, to other generations, much is expected. But this generation of Americans has a rendezvous with destiny. Are you hearing me? We have a rendezvous with destiny. <laughs> I said the destiny of this country is at stake. Did you hear what I said? The destiny is at stake. And God is looking for a remnant few to stand in the gap. 
a remnant few to stand in the gap. This pandemic did not come in another generation. It came in our generation. And because it came in our generation, we have what it takes to conquer it. Since we've got God. Don't sit by the sideline. Helpless. Get engaged. Get involved. We've got God on our side. If God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, glory, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> we are on a mission from God. Uh, a mission from God to lead the charge in reversing this demonic attack. It is a demonic attack. 139,000 lives, de people die. Uh, 139,000? We know John 10, 10 tells us Jesus came to give life, life more abundantly. That doesn't look like life. And if it doesn't look like life, it's not of God. The United States and the world is depending on us. And I'm saying us as Christians in general. Those who are here, Christians in general. Not only the United States, the world is looking for the help of Christians. And they do not even know that. Daniel, they were not aware that Daniel, they needed Daniel's help. They were not aware that they needed Nehemiah's help. Amen. And God has us here in this generation to help stand in the gap to reverse this monster amen this is our task this is our generation let me say it again this is our task because this is our generation mm, what spiritual legacy are we going to leave for those who are coming behind us mm, what will be written about us mm, will it be said that we lay down on our backs and fold like a two dollar suitcase you tell me or will it be told that we stood and fight a good fight of faith Mm? A fight, a good fight of give that virus a run for its money. Mm? Since, as I said, we have a rendezvous with destiny. We got to tell that virus enough is enough. We are going to submit ourselves to God. Oh, we, we heard what 2 Chronicles 7, 14 says. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and, and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I what? I hear from heaven and heal their land. Did I say or did I not say our land needs healing? Yeah, well the formula is given to us. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Oh, and we'll look at that in a while. Humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn. If they leave and cleave. To, to my presence. Then will I heal their land. Glory be to God. Now, 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 now we don't have to look far to see what we must do. The Bible tells us though. In, in, can you go to 1 Corinthians quickly before I get to our main text. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 6. It says here. Now, now these things. These things the apostle Paul is telling the saints in Corinth. Uh, the star is given to us in the Old Testament. Like what we read about last week, like the story of uh, Daniel and Nehemiah, the story, the story in, in the book of Judge, in the book of Judges, these were given to us as our what? It's right there. Examples. They were given to us for our what? Examples. As to how to relate to God. And as we do, we'll experience the accompanying, the accompanying positive or negative results. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Let's go to uh, that same chapter, verse 11. Quickly, let me bring it home. Quickly, let me bring it home. It says here, it says, you got verse 11? 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Same chapter, verse 11. Now all these things were ha happened unto them. For what? And some, and same word, examples. The word example or example means a model or pattern. What they went through is a model for us, a pattern for us. Since the model is there, the pattern is there. All we have to do is implement the very same thing they did and we'll get the results. There was one king I call, there was one king in the Old Testament. I refer to him as the coronavirus incarnate. That was Nebuchadnezzar. Let me talk about a wicked king. And I'm going to show you how Daniel, this man decided to slay every wise man who could not tell him the dream he had and give him, and give him the interpretation. But there was a man who knew God. 
<laughs> hey, he said, just give me some time. Let me retreat in my sacred place. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Let me get in contact with my God. Let me cling to the presence of my God. Just give me some time. That, that's what I should have entitled that sermon. Just give me some time. <laughs> Just give me some time. Amen. Uh, give me some time. I'll get, in, I'll get in my secret place and I will get a word from the Lord. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the word admonition here in that same verse it says uh, what they went through it was for our it was a pattern and a model it was for our admon admonition here means to our calling warning a mild rebuke mm? that's why it is written the old testament is written for us but not to us let me say that again the old testament is written for us but not to us. The stories and the histories there for us so we can learn. We can know what to do when we come across challenges like the coronavirus. We'll know what to do to turn it around. Are you with me, saints? You know, we have to get back to the days where we believe God's word. You know, that's, basically, that's what it is. That's what preaching is all about. We have to get back to the point where we begin to believe God, believe God's word, get ourselves, amen, where we can humble ourselves and just accept what God says. And don't say, well, I see, I see, I see, but. Don't be like Peter who used no and Lord in the same sentence. We have a generation Peters. If he's Lord, there is no way, there should be no in a sentence. Peter, kill on it. Not so, Lord. Is he Lord or not? If he's Lord, you don't say no. And what made it worse? The Bible said it happened three times. Three times you said not so, Lord. God said, well, I'll tell you what. I need to look for, I need a Paul somewhere. I'm going to look for another man. I... <laughs> that, that's the generation we are in. Yeah, I read the word, but... I see it, but... No wonder we are where we are. Now let's look how Daniel, Nehemiah, and David and a few others position themselves to hear from God. Because that's what I want us to do. I want to touch briefly on how to position ourselves to hear from, from the Lord. Amen. All these men stood in the gap for their country. And knew they needed divine intervention to solve the problem. These men, they stood in the gap for their, for their nation. And they knew one thing. Only God could help us. Only who could help us? Only God could help us. In Daniel chapter 2, let me show you what I just alluded, alluded to earlier on. In Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. And sought the interpretation from his wise men. They could not, therefore he commanded they all be killed. He said, slay all the wise men. I'm paying you well. You're getting a good salary and you're not delivering you eat at my table you eat my good food and i'm asking you if you are so wise i need you god gave him the dream i need you to tell me the dream and i need you to give me the, the interpretation it meant that much to him the bible tells us in daniel chapter 2 can you go to verse 13 let's read the story quickly man time flies so fast Daniel chapter 2, you got it, verse 13. And the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. And they sought Daniel and his followers to be slain. They began looking for Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Everybody has to be slain. Hmm? Then Daniel answered, the king's captain was Arioch. Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch. Ariok came to kill Daniel because King Nebuchadnezzar said to slay every wise man who's in my employ because they cannot deliver. Daniel wasn't aware of that. It is often said by most commentators, Daniel was always sent out, you know, on the king's errands. For example, we are told that when said when Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah did not bow to uh, uh, the, the image, where was Daniel? 
Most commentators seem to think that he was always out running errands on the business of the king. Are you with me? So he maybe that was one of the time he wasn't there. When he came, he went to Arioch. And listen to what he said to Arioch. He said in verse 6, and he said to Arioch, the king's captain, verse 15, sorry, verse 15. Why is the decree so hasty from the king? Why does Neb, why does Neb <laughs> want to slay everybody in such a hurry? Ariad made the king, Ariad made the king known to Daniel. Uh, I'm, I'm moving too quickly. Anyhow, then Daniel went in and decided, he told Ariad, can I have Amen. I'm meeting with the king. We are told in verse 6. Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him what? Just what? Just give me time. The king. He said, King, oh king, I wasn't there. I, I, may, I must have been out, but just give me time. And that he would show the king the interpretation. He didn't tell the king, maybe. He said, Give me time and I will have the cure. Give me time and I'll come up with a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He is about to, like the coronavirus is doing, trying to slay everybody. The man of God said, give me time and I will come up with an interpretation. There is an answer somewhere from the Lord. That's what he's saying. There is an answer somewhere from the Lord. He's saying, I know what to do to get the answer from the Lord. And since we live in a generation now where it's like we do not know what to do to get the answer from the Lord. Let me, let me take that back. We would not do what we know we should do to get the answer from the Lord. Yeah. We would not do what we know we should do. Because the truth be told, <laughs> it takes what it takes. I'll share with you in a while. It takes what it takes to get an answer from the Lord. Are you with me, saints? I'm talking to the real Christians. Those of you who are just you are to the point where you can hear God talking to you saying, now is the time to do something. Now is the time to do something. Are you with me? Now is the time to embrace the formula I gave you in the Old Testament. It is right there. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let's continue. Then Daniel went in and desired. He saw the king, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house. Where did he go? His house. And made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. He went to them. He said, look, Neb is trying to slay everybody. We are wise men and we are in for the slaying also. That's what he said to them. Why, why, listen to me, why he told them. Verse 18 says that they would desire mercies of the Lord of heaven concerning what? The secret. Concerning the answer. Concerning the vaccine. Concerning the cure. Since I tell you the formula is right here. It's always, it's always in the Bible. Always. It says, it says here. Then Daniel went into his house. Verse, verse 18. That they would desire what mercies. You know God is a merciful God. There was a song we sing. Great is your mercies. I see. Your loving kindness. Towards me. Great is your I see day after day. Thank you. I think somebody knew that song. Forever faithful towards me. Always providing. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Sought the Lord for his mercies. That's what we need to do in these last days. We need to what? Seek God to have mercy on our country. Man, I'm looking at the time. I got to jump over to get the cure. I need to. glory be to Jesus. Anyhow, anyhow, he continues here. Then Daniel, amen, verse, verse 18. Seek mercies of God of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Verse 19 says, then was the secret what? <laughs> what do you think Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did when they went to his house? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's what they did. They began to intercede on behalf of the nation. They began to intercede on behalf of the wise men. Are you with me? Because they know that God came to give life and came to give life more abundantly. Oh, it's always God's will 
to give life. And not only to give life, but to give life more. That's what John chapter 10 verse says. That's what God sent Jesus to do, to give life. And so he got verse, ver, ver, can you jump over to verse 46? Verse 46, same chapter. Then the king, Daniel got the answer. He went to King Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to me, Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar. Dan, do, you, do you understand the extent of what's going on here? King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream of a statue, a head of gold, breastplate of silver, stomach and foot of brass. You, you remember that famous Daniel had to get that dream from God. And then God gave him the interpretation. King Nebuchadnezzar did not share the dream. Jeez. Excuse me. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sorry. He did not share the dream. Daniel had to get the dream from God and get the interpretation from God. We serve the same God. We serve the whom? The difference between you and I is that we are not Daniel. Let me put it better than that. We'll not do what Daniel did. I'm trying to be polite. But you cannot be polite in these last days. Are you with me? We'll just not do what Daniel did. We will not use the tools. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Nehemiah, all these men of God, all these women of God used. They used tools. We just wouldn't use these tools. And we behave like you're helpless on the sidelines. And somebody has to talk the truth. Somebody has to say that. Since all the power that's in us right here, we have so much power in us. If, if the Holy Spirit is in every one of us sitting this morning. And if we come and if, if we position ourselves like these men and the power collectively flows out, the pandemic will be nothing. The problem is the power is shut in. That's the problem. But I'm here this morning to tell us how to lose that thing. <laughs> oh yes sir, yes. How to, how to lose it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Oh thank you Jesus. When Daniel told King Nebuchadnezzar. The dream he had. And the interpretation. Let's look at King Nebuchadnezzar's response. Daniel chapter 2 verse 46. The Bible says. Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and worshipped. Who he worshipped? <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. The day will come. The day will come. Glory be to God. When the United States government is going to sit back and recognize those Christians who know their God. Are you with me? It's time that they do recognize there are some Christians who know their God. And since I'm saying that unapologetically. Are you hearing me? I'm saying that unapologetically. Because it's about God and positioning yourself for a move of God. And all God needs is one man or one woman. But we are so preoccupied with one another. So preoccupied with one another. Mm, glory be to Jesus. Who's doing what? Who's not doing what? Our minds are so full of what we see on the news. Are you with me? The Bible says the mind of Christ should be in us. Let this mind, which was in Jesus, be in you. Are you with me? That's what we should fill our minds with. Quickly, let me, let me look at two other texts before I get into the core of what I want to talk about. I got about 20 minutes. There was another time. King Cyrus was in charge this time. And Daniel needed a response from God. Because the nation of Israel was in bondage for almost 70 years. 70 years is approaching and Daniel saying, God, we need instructions. Nothing is happening. And the Bible says, Daniel went to work. He began to use the tools that we deal, that we use, that we consider, that we, the tools that we consider so light today. Mm, we do not put value on these tools. Well, let me say it, we don't do it the way we're supposed to. You know what I found out? My wife and I, we were doing devotion. And we looked at the end of Exodus chapter 40. At the end of Exodus, Exodus chapter 40, just after Moses 
built the temple, the tabernacle, exactly as God told him. And it is, I told, and we looked at it. I said, baby, look at what he's saying. It says, and when Moses did that, exactly as the Lord told him. When Moses did this, exactly as the Lord commanded him. When Moses did this, exactly as, the last verse says, then God just came and took over. But God did not come until Moses did it exactly as God commanded him. And that's our problem. We like to take shortcuts. God is not a God of shortcuts. If God gives a command, you follow through. 120%. That's the problem. We want all of God and we want to give none of us. Let me say it in English. We want all of God and want to give none of us. <laughs> uh, listen here, listen here, saints. It says, Daniel needed an answer from the Lord. And notice what he did. He went to work. Verse 2 says, Daniel chapter 10, verse 2. And in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning. How many weeks? Three full weeks. Three weeks is how many days? 21 days. He said, <laughs> Lord, I give you praise. He said, in those days, in those days when I needed an answer from the Lord. Are you with me like we do now? We need an answer from the Lord now. He said in those days, this is what I did. Are you with me? I didn't go watch TV. Are you with me, sir? I didn't call my brother on the phone and talk about it. He said, this is what I did. I was mourning three full weeks. He continued, I ate no present bread. He said, neither came flesh, no chicken wing. No fifth burger. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going somewhere with that. I'm going somewhere. No, he said, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. I stopped eating fast food. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Ah, neither did I anoint myself at all. He said, I put on sackcloth and ashes. I went in my secret place. Let me, let, me, let, me share, let, let me share this with you. When you are fully persuaded that God is, God is more willing to give you the answer than you want it. I think that's the problem. We do not know that God is more willing to help us fight Corona than we want it. That's the problem. I, I really believe that's the problem. We are not convinced that God wants us to get rid of that virus. Like he really wants to. If you're convinced that God wants you to, brothers and sisters, you'll never be quiet. You'll never, because you'll want what God wants. Listen to what he said. I did not anoint myself for three full weeks till three whole weeks were fulfilled. 21 days passed, he said. Brothers and sisters, let me jump over. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Ah, Lord have mercy. He said, I went in my closet, fasted, prayed, read the word of the Lord. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. And he said, can you go to verse 4 quickly? I, I, you know, I, I'm trying to jump, but I got to, I got to show you that. I got to show you that God answers. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. In and in the four and twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was, <laughs> as I was what, by the side of the great river, which is what, Hidekel. He said, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of euphas. His body, he began to give a description hmm, of the vision he had. Yes, he, he continued. He said, and his eyes as lumps of fire, and his arms as fit like the color of polished brass, and the voice of his and the voice of his words were like the voice of a multitude. Listen to what verse 7 says. Listen to what uh, verse 7 says quickly. And he said, and I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. Only Daniel saw the vision because only Daniel stood in the gap. Only Daniel fasted for 21 days. You want to see another dimension of God? Let me share something with you. Let me just share something with you, brothers and sisters listening. You will never achieve spiritual maturity by not engaging in these tools. 
Can, can, can I just get ahead quick? Can I get ahead quickly? Let, let me just let me just give you. Let me just can I let me let me say can I whet your appetite? Can I whet your appetite? When Daniel went to stand in the gap, he wasn't looking for promotion. <laughs> he wasn't looking to run into his destiny. <laughs> hey, but with God. Lord have mercy. Are you getting what I'm saying? When Daniel went into prayer, not only did he get an answer, but he ran into his destiny. The Bible said King Nebuchadnezzar promoted Daniel. I just thought I would whet your appetite because next Monday, not this Monday coming, next Monday I'm proposing a 21-day fast. 21-day fast, not this Monday. I'm giving you this week to eat all your fried chicken. All the chicken you get this week. Amen, get rid of it. And starting next Monday, I said next Monday, give us 21 days and see what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. Give us 21 days. Because we are going to do it exactly as God commanded. Yes, yes, yes. What day is it? The 27th of June to the 17th of July. Sorry, thank you so much. The 27th of July to the 17th of August. 21 days. We're going to do what Daniel Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did, and I'm guaranteeing you, as you do, you see, you, you, you see, what I'm trying to tell you is, I'm trying to give you a shortcut to run into your destiny. That, a shot, you see, people, we, we run around and bounce from place to place, not knowing what to do, because we wouldn't submit. I have to say it now, brothers and sisters, I was waiting to say it below. We wouldn't submit to a consecrated life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where the answer is. In a consecrated life. I, I got four more pages to go and I'm looking at the time, so I had to spill over the beans. Are you with me? That is what we run away from. A consecrated life. A life, and we look at what consecration is. Amen. A life devoted to God. When that happens, you'll want to do right easily. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. You'll want to do right easily. You'll run into your destiny. Accidentally. The dissatisfaction that exists in Christians today is because we haven't done Romans chapter 12. The, the, the New Testament, the New Testament counterpart of consecration is Romans chapter 12, you know. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, how a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, and the Bible calls it reasonable service. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world. That's the problem. We are still conformed to this world. We are still squeezed into the mold of the world. Oh, they said that? Well, it has to be so. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter who say otherwise. If they don't agree with the Bible, forget them. Let me say that in English. It doesn't matter who says what. If they don't agree with the Bible, forget them. Let me say that again. It doesn't matter who says what. If they don't agree with the Bible, forget them. Because if you agree with them, we both will be wrong. Well, let me see. <laughs> if I agree with you, we both will be wrong. So I'm going to agree with God. This is, you know, these are, these are serious days. We cannot be sugarcoating anything. You know, you, you, to, you cannot be political. The days of being political is over. 139,000 people died. They're, they're, they're assuming half a million. I heard it on CNN. You, you cannot be political anymore. You got to be straight and direct with people. We just won't live a consecrated life. Period. And that's the problem. That, that, that we won't live a consecrated life. Uh, let me show you. Let me show you one more. One more before we. I know I spilled the beans. 
Glory be to Jesus. But I know, I know you got it before I leave. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Bible tells us. Uh, can you go to. Um, oh glory be to Jesus. So he, Daniel began to describe. Amen. What he saw. His, in, in his vision. Amen. Can you go to verse 12. Verse 12. Of the same. Sorry. So we said what Daniel did. He said I had no pleasant food. He fasted. He prayed for 21 days. Amen. Here comes his answer. Verse 12. Then said he unto me. The angel he saw came and said. Fear not. Fear not. Daniel. For from the first day. That you set your heart to understand. That's interpretation. From the first day you decided to consecrate. Your life to God. <laughs> from the first day you decided. To pull away from the world. And cling to the presence of God. From the first day you did that. You did that. As soon as you open your mouth. God told the angel. Go. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus from that very first day as soon as you opened your mouth God said to the and the angel is telling him he said from the day you set your heart to understand and to chasten yourself before God you got verse 12 the, your words were heard and I am come to give you the cure for your problem We Christians, and I'm going to plug this in before I move on. We Christians miss the will of God because we fail to implement these tools. Let me say it again. We Christians fail or we miss the will of God because we fail to implement these tools. And, and do you know what's sad? We spend all our lives. All our lives. With a lot of pain, disappointment, regret, and then it begins to affect us internally. Our organs begin to implode. And you get what I'm saying? Because we fail to implement this, we, these tools to, to experience the will of God. We live with, we live with shame and regret. <laughs> I am not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what sins they've said to me. In regret with tears in their eyes. They did not follow the prescribed tools given to us in the Bible. And today they live a life of regret. And hurt. Now they are nearing the end of their life. Uh, let me move on rather quickly here. Oh. Hey. So the angel said. Can you go to Are we on verse 12? Verse 12, is it, uh, man, I hope we have the same chapter. Because my verse 12 says, Then said he unto me, fear not, okay? Your words, and he said, I'm come to give you. I'm come to give you the answer, amen? Oh, wh wh why did I read that verse? I read that verse to show you that whenever you decide to consecrate your life, it's never in vain. It's never in vain. Never. You will always get an answer from the Lord if you do not cut corners. If you do it as God commanded. Quickly, one more and I'm done. Amen. One more, one more, one more and I'm done. Nehemiah. You remember Nehemiah? Man, I got to give that to you. You mind if you give me 10 minutes? Nehemiah. Nehemiah. The walls of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem broken down. Anything can come in. Anything can go out. They're, they're living in shame and disgrace. Every city back then needed a wall around it to, for preservation from thieves and just good morale. Are you with me? Jerusalem had nothing like that. The devil came in, did what he wanted. He brought in everything with him. And then left. Nehemiah heard. And notice how he responded. He said, Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. I'm leaving out a lot of stuff, but you'll, you'll, read, you'll read it. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4. He says, and it came to pass when I heard these words. That I sat down and wept. 
Crying is good. How many of you know crying is good? It shows you have compassion. But crying is not enough. <laughs> I will crying is not enough. After you cry, you got to get up and do something. So he said, I wept and mourned just like Daniel did. Certain days. And what I did? And what I did? The same tools. You see, it's a recurrence of the same tools. I fasted and prayed to the God of heaven and said, I, what he said? I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven. What was Daniel beseeching God for? Let me just tell you quickly. He was asking God for favor with the king because he needed 52 days. He needed a long vacation from his job. And he served the king of Persia. So he, he was the king's cupbearer. So he needed to leave. He needed favor from the king and he needed favor from the king of kings. What did he do? Fasted and prayed. And you'll see a recurring phrase. Then I prayed to the Lord of heaven. Then I prayed to the Lord of heaven throughout the book of Nehemiah. But this is what I want you to see. This is what I want you to see. Ah, God, I give you praise. Huh? This is what I want you to see, brothers and sisters. Can you go to first chapter 6, verse 15 and 16? Chapter 6. He went to Judah. He went to Jerusalem. And he faced a lot of rejection. An opposition from the leaders of Judah at the time. Because they didn't hear from God. God spoke to Nehemiah, not to them. And they posed a lot of opposition. And notice what Nehemiah said in verse 15. Verse 15, you got it? He said, so the wall was finished in, 20, in the 25th day of the Mount Elol. In how many days? Verse 16, quickly. And it came to pass that when all the enemies heard thereof, and all the heathen heard that were about, saw these things, they were much cast down. You see, now they cannot come in and do whatever they want. Because there is somebody who stood in the gap. For they perceived that the work was wrought of our God. Most commentators said that wall would take at least four years. A wall without God. 1,460 days with God, 52 days under the leadership of one man who stood in the gap. You think about that. That's why I said, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Brothers and sisters, if we as saints would go to work. Now let me say, if, we, if when we go to work, next Monday, give us 21 days and see what's going to happen. I can guarantee you that. You get, you join with us on that 21 days, not only will we get an answer, not only will that coronavirus begin to, begin to reverse, the infection will begin to reverse, not only that will happen, but you will run into your destiny, guaranteed. <laughs> Ah, God, I give you praise. I said guaranteed because God did it for Nehemiah. God did it for uh, Daniel. Are you with me? They were just standing in the gap for God's people. Since I'm here to tell you, listen to me. You, 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 you hear me quickly. I'm, I'm going to share this with you and I'm going to end. We're going to jump ahead a little bit. You see, the consecrated life, the first time the word consecration was used is when God told Moses to consecrate Aaron and his, and, and his sons as priests. So the word consecration has always been used with ordaining a priest. Are you with me? And I'll give you a definition of consecration next week. But I want you to know the word consecration has always been used in the Bible with ordaining a priest. Fast forward New Testament. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.9, God has made all of us a royal priesthood. So guess who should be consecrated? All of us. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. You see in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, the priest, ah, glory be to Jesus, sacrificed a dead animal. Well, you and I, we are priests. Guess what we sacrifice? Our bodies. But we will not sacrifice our bodies. 
<laughs> That's what the Bible says. It presents your bodies as a priest. Presents your bodies like the priest presented a death sacrifice. You are new. Let me take my time. Like the Old Testament priest. Sacrifice a dead animal. You as a New Testament priest. You are still sacrificing but our bodies. We will not sacrifice our bodies. No. We keep crawling off the altar. We keep. Yeah. Yeah. When we get. We keep. That's the problem with a living sacrifice. You see. A dead sacrifice stays on the altar. But a living sacrifice. Yeah. That's the problem. That's the problem. Every year. Yeah, upon year, upon year, we keep crawling off the altar. And we settle for less. We settle for second class. And then we get old and we're looking, hey, what's going on? And then we take things in our own hands. And bring disappointment and disgrace and, oh, sabado. You get what I'm saying? I'm telling you from people I've spoken to, sat back and live a life of regret. Did not get, listen to me, brothers and sisters. We all came here to deliver something to humanity. Excuse me, sorry. I'm done. We all came here to deliver something to humanity. And if you mess around and tiptoe out of this life without making your deposit, you've not lived out your purpose. Come on now. How do you find your purpose? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. I beseech you therefore brethren. And notice let me say, let me share with you this right here. Notice the Bible didn't say I command you. Because on the New Testament you got a choice. <laughs> Old Testament he commanded us New Testament he's just uh, exhorting us I beseech you because God will not force his will on anybody so he's beseeching he's asking politely he's asking yeah you got to make a choice you got to make a choice you got to choose to stay on the altar of sacrifice you got to learn to mortify the flesh. Slay the body. Slay the body. Slay the body. Slay the body. And it's appetites. That's what you do. You slay it. And it's appetites. And when you do the power. The power that's in us. Sabado. I'm trying to share with you something, brothers and sisters. That coronavirus pandemic is no big deal for Jesus. It's no big deal for God. If the church comes together and if we turn our plate for 21 days, I'm asking those of you who are looking this afternoon, if there's anybody looking, we are going on a 21 day fast. Not this Monday, the following Monday. You got all week to get rid of your white rice and your white bread and, 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 uh, and what else? What else? Amen. And going and going out to the rest, going out to, to, to eat fast food. For 21 days, none of that. And we have a prescribed method from the Lord to give you. Are you with me? So we can experience the power from without, from within coming out. How many of you love that? You just see. All you do, you just show up. You see, when the power is coming out, you just show up. That when Moses did exactly what God told him to do, can you, can you, can you, I think it's Exodus chapter 40. Uh, can you go to last verse? I think you, you, you need, listen to me, you need to see that right here. You, Exodus chapter 40, I think the last verse. What's the last verse? Yeah, Exodus chapter 40. That's the verse. Verse 38, the last verse, Exodus 40. You need to see this right here. God brought that to our attention. It says, can you go back? Can you go back to verse 30, 37? 30, can you go to 34? Let's just read 34, right? Amen. We'll call it close. 34, 34. It says, can, can, can you back up a bit? I need, to show you, I need to show you two things. Can you go to verse 32 just quickly? I promise, verse 32 and I'm almost done. How many times I said that? I'm sorry. 
When they went into the tent of the congregation and when they came near unto the altar, they watched. The word watched is tantamount to reading the word of God. John chapter 17 verse 17 says, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. Reading God's word is like taking a bath spiritually. That's what the Old Testament, anything you see washing the Old Testament, anytime the priest wash before he goes into the temple, it is a symbol of reading God's word. And how did he wash? They washed as the Lord commanded Moses. They didn't wash however they wanted to. We have a generation who wants to do what they want. Let me go to verse 30, 33. 33. You got it? Verse 33. And he read up the court round about the tabernacle and the altar and set up the hangings of the court of the what? So Moses did what? Finished the work. After he finished the work, look what happened. Then a cloud. Moses didn't have to pray. Come <laughs> on. Moses didn't have to pray and besiege the Lord. No, no, no. As soon as he did what God wanted him exactly the way he did it. Then a cloud. God just stepped in and said, excuse me, I, I got this. I... Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. Guess where? Guess where a cloud can cover your house? <laughs> you do it exactly the way God tells you to do. He does show up in your house. <laughs> no nah, glory. Then listen. Then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Verse thirty. And Moses was not able to what? To preach. To preach. Yeah, God doesn't. Need, when God shows up, He doesn't need a preacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh glory be to God because the cloud above there on and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle oh you got to see that verse 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 36 I'm about done verse 36 and when the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle the children of Israel went onward in their journeys now God came down before that on Mount Sinai God told them, you all go, if I, if I come, I'm killing everybody. Oh, but when he came down with instructions, and he completed it the way God told him, God came back and took over. Then the Bible says the cloud lifted, and now they had fire by night and a cloud by day for, for direction. How many of you would like direction from God? Oh God, we give you praise. So you wouldn't be tossed to and throw. Should I do that? Should I not do that? You think this is the way? Lord, that's what I... No, no. You'll have some definitive directions. Can you go to verse 37? Verse 37. And we'll bring it home. But if the Lord... But if the cloud were not taken up, then they journeyed not till the day that it was taken up. Talk about direction. There was no Bible. Are you with me? So God used the cloud to lead them by day and a pillar of fire by night. Can I go to verse 38? Let's bring it to a close. Verse 38. For the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day and fire was on it by night in the sight of the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. That's why he said, you go on that 21 day fast, you run into destiny, you'll fulfill your entire reason why you were born. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? I heard somebody said, I can't wait. I like that. I can't wait. Guess what? We, I started already. <laughs> I couldn't wait. I need help. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Yeah, I need help. I started already. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Glory be to God. Huh. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? God needs a consecrated people. And for the next 21 days, we got three or four Sundays, I'm going to teach on the power of a consecrated life. <laughs> oh, the power of a consecrated life.
Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.